Mm. No, I was talking about the animated. The... Oh. oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's based on the book. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I watched. I the loved the Hobbit. animated Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Oh my! It was God. great. Rankin and Bass. Yeah, Rankin and Bass is great. That was rad. Yeah. I wouldn't so mind. I actually watched that on the heels of being so in love with the last unicorn because mm-hmm. the animation reminded me of it so much. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. once in a Can while, you... I, I try looking around for it on streaming and don't find it. Sad. Yeah. Really? Oh, so sad. Lame. You, you know what is finally streaming? What? After so long. <gasps> what? Not streaming anywhere? Home improvement. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to that episode was We Are Popsicle. In this episode, we'll be offering opinions and reactions to The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 3, Adar, uh, which uh, maybe we're revealed to the season's uh, big bad, perhaps. Uh, feels maybe a little bit like that. Uh, the series was developed by J.D. Patrick and Patrick McKay. The episode was written by Jason Cahill and Justin Doble. It was directed by Wayne Che Yip. And uh, here we are. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about this, so spoilers go away. Um, but for those that have seen the episode, <laughs> stay, please. We love you, and we want you to listen to our opinions. And please share your opinions with us online. Um, uh, but the people today you're going to be hearing opinions from, uh, we've got Kelly Sue, who's giggling, giggling on the, in my, my camera. How are you doing, Kelly Sue? I am Fantastic. I was trying to think of something that was Tolkien-esque to yeah, say, but yeah. I couldn't think of anything. It's okay. It's okay. We won't admonish you. Uh, we won't lock you into the... Um, I can't even think of anything to say. Hi, Justin. How are you? Oh, great. <laughs> hey, Phil. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Fantastic. Uh, Lisa K. Weber, how are you? Hello. I am well. Ah, fantastic. And Claire, who we are going to crown... Uh, like the head nerd today because yes. if 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 Justin and I caught it, did yes. anybody else catch it? No. What happened? Okay. Uh, so Claire was like, "Doesn't that symbol look like the map of Mordor?" And we were all kind of like, huh, "Yeah, sure, Claire, whatever." Oh yeah. And, and then oh. literally in this episode, she was like, "Why, my God, this is the map of Mordor or whatever." <laughs> and I was like. God damn it, Claire is a badass. Yeah, so was I. I was, I was like, like, babe, babe, Claire's badass. Like, wow. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right now. It was, uh, I totally forgot about that. Was, but uh, that is, but that's given, rad. Congratulations, Claire. Thank you, you very much. Given that I fall asleep next to a an illustrated map of Middle Earth, which is hanging <laughs> right above my nightstand, oh, if I hadn't picked that up, there we go. Then, See, you probably then, look at it at that orientation. That even it's right. just what? Yeah. <laughs> I take back my awe. You yes. wearing it a map of Middle Earth this whole time, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I wonder, does that yeah. look kind of like that? Well, I don't know. At, at least none of that 
leavens my jealousy. I'm a little jealous of Claire. It's uh, that got that. It was it was good. It was a good catch uh, for for a little while anyway. I don't think we can make fun of her for her oak and thorn shield for just for a little while. Uh, I stop at that idea. No, no. no. I make fun of myself for oak and thorn shield. So feel free. Good, good. We've been given the go ahead. Um, And we're going to go ahead with this. We are going to go ahead with this discussion now that we've got everybody introduced. And um, I feel like uh, in this episode, because uh, we're literally showing uh, one of our characters in a cage um, of, uh, of their own doing. Um, I recognized there are a lot of cages put around a lot of these characters, some self-inflicted, some inflicted by their communities. Like Nori's told uh, the tallest milkweed gets snipped. Like, holy shit. (laughs) I was like, ouch, like, keep, you know, keep your head down. Uh, Don't be special. Um, So, yeah, I'm curious, like, just with that sort of idea in mind while watching this episode in the series, uh, other variations of that theme you all see within the characters and kind of um, what that could be saying about what's happening and, you know, with the characters and everything. Uh, any takers? Uh, I see Justin's making a face. Justin? Well, this is an interesting and very specific theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see it. I didn't see it until you asked about it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. Um I find myself noticing, I was noticing in particular in this that Arendir is very much caught and in a cage and has been from the beginning and is sort of railing against it. You know, the the cage of societal expectation, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to be something other than what they expect him to be. Not, not in terms of his duties, but, you know, socially. Right. I mean, he's, you know, he's got the hots for someone outside of his race. And that's, you know, I don't want to say it's frowned upon because, you know, Elrond, who's one of our main characters, is half elven. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also not exactly celebrated either. Um, and the the Sylvan Elves are probably even more, um, they're less snooty, but more xenophobic than the Eldar, I would say. Um, yeah. And then, almost entirely separately, He's captured, Cage, mm-hmm. and then he gets asked to cut down a tree. And it's interesting that, you know, the elves, the other elves were like, we don't cut down trees, you know, because we're elves. And this guy, the guy who is already rebelling against his cage, is like, I'll cut the motherfucker down, you know, <laughs> and... Like, I think that's... But that wasn't really, like, his attitude. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just he saying. wasn't... That's how we, that's how we brothers are. He, it's not <laughs> like he was like, I volunteer to cut it down. He was just Hoorah. like, let's let's stop the madness. I will like, do what must be done. Yeah. Is what he while while yeah. also taking advantage of the situation. But Justin, yeah, Justin would have glibly, you know, chopped the tree down it would have been really not even lying about it was like all of this because of the tree everybody stop i (laughs) (laughs) but i hear that even i was like oh i didn't think elves could do that i was like very struck by him being like i'm gonna cut this thing down hmm and that's saying something because I don't know a whole lot about what's 
going on (laughs) (laughs) well i mean like they made they made a deal out of it Mm -hmm. so like to be fair i mean like i think aaron dear at this point in the show is is yeah he's my favorite character for sure so um the um like you know even not knowing a ton about lord of the rings lore which Mm -hmm. i don't (laughs) um it's like you know enough enough weight is given to the moment and him kind of like you know softly touching the tree and whispering whatever elvish words to it as like an apology yeah i assumed that's what he was saying that like right i assumed that and so you know it's i you know without knowing the lore it was like that moment was given enough weight to be like oh okay um he doesn't really want to be doing this but he also doesn't want to keep seeing his friends get merited by forks (laughs) i mean if you've watched the even if you've just watched the movies we there's also a tension around the fact that orcs cutting down trees doesn't usually end well for orcs either (laughs) and i you know the fact that we got teased with just a little bit of a, uh, an image of ants somewhere, I would imagine they're fairly far away from where this is happening, but yeah, that would be satisfying. I could use more ants stomping on little squishy elves. God. Or orcs, squish. you mean. Orcs, yes, yes, not the elves. Don't squish the elves. Don't squish the elves. These uh, orcs, too. I'm like, you know... Y'all are sitting pretty high up on your horse right now. <laughs> and I have a feeling that someone's about to come in and give you the swipe you're asking for. Um, <laughs> it's so great to have <laughs> the live, the, you know, practical effects orcs too. Oh, and one of them, the main guy that was telling, talking to Aaron Deer, I think right at the very beginning is now I can't remember his name it's either jed or jack brophy i think who played one of the dwarves in um the hobbit but also he played the um in the scene in lord of the rings um return of the king where um frodo gets wrapped up in the the spider stuff Uh you know and then the two elves come down and they're talking about like is he Orcs. I keep saying elves. What is wrong You're with just me trying tonight? to like outdo your nerd? <sighs> yeah, I know. Right now. I am yeah. trying. I'm, I'm yes. serious. I'm uh, like, yes. I was Sorry. like, I'm look, like, I was like, expectant. I, I mean, yeah. maybe we haven't done it on mic yet, but we acknowledge that you are queen geek. <laughs> you, made right. it. Just, you made it. I just love right. you. Yeah, like you don't have anything else to prove here. <laughs> hey, well, for two seconds, I thought you were getting ready to like, you were like, I can't remember the name of this orc. And then you were like, is it Jack? And I'm like, no. his name is not Jack. <laughs> the actor's name is Jed, I think. Jed Brophy. I'm pretty sure about that. But yes, he Jed. plays he plays a very significant orc who is actually named and has a big role in the book and then has a big role in the movie. And then now he's back in this and it's just a delightful fan thing. That's, oh, so that's, I'll, oh. I'll be quiet now. No, no. I'll, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you that. Be quiet. No, yeah. I guess... I think I'll we, be quiet we, just, we we see who's packing the heat in yeah, this. That's like, all. You don't have you don't have to prove anything else. That's all we're I'm saying. Just, I'm gonna be quiet so I don't call elves orcs or orcs elves <laughs> again. It's well, okay, let's... Mrs. Mrs. 
Thorin Shield. Everything will be fine. <laughs> let's um, let's talk about uh, uh, our little uh, hobbity type folk. Um, you know, we've got Nori and uh, and that lot, and the sort of like the the stuff that was going on with them, the the leaving behind, the like the the way they go about protecting their community uh, and the ideas behind that are uh i mean that I, I can see the necessity for it but at the same time i'm like it's, it's cold blood it's it is it's so heartbreaking right oh sorry you're left behind we're not going to stop and help <laughs> like this no. case like that's a case like let's talk about well, this and it's case. like you know you're given you're given the sense that like you know we're somewhere in the evolution of Harfoots, hobbits, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them, yeah. that they are pure survivalists at this mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. in their development, yeah. in their civilization. They're not settlers. They're, they're, and you know, they have to keep moving around. And yeah, it makes sense that mm -hmm. like for being where they are on their, in their history, that this is what it's like. They, it's not that they don't care about each other. Um, it's just that, like, it's it's survival of the fittest right now. Mm -hmm. And even in quote unquote modern times, you know, meaning the Lord of the Rings era, um, hobbits, with the exception being the main characters that are featured, hobbits are kind of petty. They're kind mm -hmm. of greedy. They're kind Kinda. of venal. You know, they're, you know, and they are not trying to look out for anyone but themselves. You know, they don't even like talking about, we don't even like sharing with the people who live across the river. You know, yeah. they're, 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 they're Shire folk. Oh, yeah. Well, those are Brelanders. Oh, yeah. Well, these are Bucklanders. You know, like they're not. No. Hobbits are, you know, they represent sort of this. This place where salt of the earth does come from, but a lot of that salt is just surrounded by earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> dirt. You know, it's <laughs> pretty. And also, isn't the fact that, and I could be so far off because again, I'm not. I don't have a doctorate in this, like Claire. <laughs> but um... <laughs> Doctor Thor. Didn't I? Didn't mean for that to sound as salty as it came. <laughs> It, it doesn't said, matter. Hey, Dr. Thorne is now coined. That's coined. Love, love <laughs> it. Dr. Thorne Shield. <laughs> um, didn't the Lord of the Rings trilogy happen because Bilbo was a little shit? It's like, I'm going to keep this for myself. Like, isn't that how that all went down? <laughs> sort of. Bilbo didn't know what it was. True. And Bilbo, I mean, and it's the, the one ring makes you desire it. You know, like that's part of its magic. You don't give it up, you know. So <laughs> I guess that's fair. The fact that he doesn't kill somebody to keep it is just like one step is ahead remarkable. for him. Well, and yeah. it is like Basically. my favorite part, I think, of Bilbo's the only. Oh, and he's like, yes. well, why shouldn't I keep it? <laughs> Bilbo's the only character in all of Tolkien's world to willingly give up the ring, a ring of power. Bilbo is the only one. Bilbo. Frodo doesn't do it. Yeah. Frodo fails to do it. He has his finger bitten Sam off. Sam does. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, that's Sam, true. Sam, Sam does. But Sam, Sam does. Was, I mean, Sam was never really a ring bearer, but okay. Yes. Well, right. he he is because he's given passage to the Undying Lands. So. Oh boy. So is Gimli. I. This is my fault. Yeah. The tangents. The tangent is of reasons. my own doing, and I apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all right. Hobbits right. are petty. Harfoots I, are I, super survivalist and intense. I just want no. Justin to ask something, and I have the opportunity to go. No. no. Oh boy. <laughs> it's gonna come for you <laughs> i was super affected in this episode by the reading of the names of the oh, people yeah that was a great that was great it was really, really beautifully great. done and learning that poppy's whole that she's an orphan her whole family i just yeah I just broke. I was yeah. so, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it made me love her character so much more. Like, you know, my heart opened to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and how and I, it also was so much like, I was like, oh, this is informing so much of her being like, don't do this, don't do this, because yeah. she knows yeah. if you do some weird shit, they're going to cut you out. And then I'm not going to have you. There's mm-hmm. a cost. Yeah. yeah, there's a cost. Yeah. So absolutely. And it it, it it is fascinating to me to see hobbits before they're settled into a, you know, just stick in the mud. Literally, like, you know, we've been in these these hobbit holes for hundreds so of years. To see them nomadic like this mm-hmm. and working at trying to survive and literally being like the least of these i mean that's for me that's the 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 theme of lord of the rings that is central to my love for the the story is that it's the least of these it's the the smallest the most um vulnerable that carry you know the right being right and 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 do the heroic things um so i'm expecting i I think they're starting at a good place in establishing the the just complete like miraculous um nature of this community's existence in the first place like how did these little beings even you know they're they're high they they survive by being invisible and I think at some point we're going to like just reap the full reward of like once again another journey of of someone leaving the what little safety they have and going on that impossible journey. Yeah. And again, One, it's just I can feel it starting a little bit. Yeah. No. Well, and I, there is such there is such um, Frodo Sam mm-hmm. energy, which is great, Poppy. and Poppy. It's really a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, yeah. Really, really is. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the sort of uh, how these cages, I'm going to keep saying cages, uh, protect the hearth foot emotionally, um, as well as, you know, kind of their institution, their sort of community. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when we look at uh, Galadriel and uh, Halbrand, uh, mm-hmm. And even the other characters now on the island, there is some interesting correlations with that because they are trying to protect themselves emotionally. They are trying to protect themselves from their histories uh, and, and what their responsibilities are again, which is very much Lord of the Rings sort of thing. You've got your sort of. Uh... Yes, Kelly Sue. Okay. I... <laughs> First of all, yeah. I want to say this and I'll try to get 
a handful of pertinent points out before I ask this question. The first, oh my God, the cinematography in this episode and her dress when she's riding the horse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was glorious. That was Um, worth at least um, like $200,000 right there. I mean, just (laughs) worth it. I don't know what the exact cost of that scene was. To my boyfriend, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) <laughs> or all of the money that shit. No, he's not my boyfriend um i just say that because he sends me packages in the mail all the time <laughs> um anyway um what are the chances that Hallbrand is sauron <laughs> oh i hadn't even considered that honestly i have a First, I'm going to let um, Claire respond, and then I will, and then I will respond. And I know I, that I this think... has, and I'm so sorry, Phil. This has nothing to do with the question. No, this is intra. Please, no, go. Is, yeah. This the is... reason that I bring this up is because you know we had our questions about the stranger, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, this dude is way too sweet. There's just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. If it does turn out to be that way, I'm gonna be so bummed because then I'm gonna feel manipulated. Sure. But then when we go, you know, again, I don't know enough about the history or like why the people in Numenor hate the elves and what went sideways there or whatever. Um, but there was something about this Hallbrand guy who's like, oh, this is just me. I don't really come from anywhere. Or maybe I'm from the Southlands. Blah. And then his intensity with her and then parlaying that into like him kind of like getting out of this scuffle with these guys. I'm like, something else is going on here. And I can't, and so I'm like, what are the, anyway, those are my thoughts about it. I don't know if any of that makes any sense. (laughs) I mean. But I walked away from this episode thinking like, holy shit, if this dude is Sauron and is like getting on her good side and creating all of this trust, that is going to be freaking badass from a storytelling point of view. I think we're still in the first third of a Law and Order episode right now so i think they're really working at getting us to think that this guy could be sauron but he's just the first of maybe two or three um red herrings i was really really expecting claire to take this opportunity to go no no i didn't want to do it to kelly sue i wanted to do it to you justin not to kelly sue but but ultimately yeah no i don't think it is him i think he may very well like our discussion about theo i think that this guy um has roots in the southern you know whatever and i think he very likely could end up you know being one of the you know, ring yeah. rates or blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting if he were not only one of the ring raids, but if he were the Witch King of Angmar, the Lord of the Nazgul. The one that, See, I was kind of thinking the one that, that Eowyn for... kills. Yeah. I was kind of thinking of that for Theo, but 
I mean, Basically I think we're both agreeing that someone's going to end up there. Just being like, I'm turning it all into a murder mystery, and I'm going to spend the entire time being like, <laughs> I'm going to figure out which one of you assholes is Sauron. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess that when we see somebody and we're like, "Ooh, he is pretty," that will be Sauron. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's Aaron Dare. Sauron yes. has some real <laughs> the most beautiful person I've ever seen. <laughs> Sauron... Every time people say his name, I'm like, are they saying Arendelle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it Sauron might try to like slum it to be all sneaky and stuff, but he wouldn't know how to slum it. Like he's too. Yeah. Okay. Too. Um, do we he's have too a... much of a fancy man? <laughs> yes. He was very much yeah. a fancy yes. man yes. and very beautiful to behold. Mm-hmm. Well, he was still. He was. I mean, somewhat of a dandy there at the end as well. <laughs> this guy's very committed to his aesthetic. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that aesthetic, of course, being evil. And So he's Vecna, is what he's, we're he's Vecna. He's Vecna. He's Vecna. <laughs> Started uh, off real pretty, ended up real different. <laughs> real, real drama. Real drama. Um, Cheekbones to tentacles. There you go. Uh, any other thoughts about uh, Gladriel, Halbrand, the new characters we meet um, on the island? Uh, what's the gentleman's name? The Elendil. Elendil, and and his kids, who are both really, I think, nicely well drawn characters. Pretty, pretty early on. Well, now, I mean, I know that Claire knows who they are, but do you know who Elendil is? And Mm-mm, I don't. You know, his son is Isildur, which is a name oh, that pops up in Lord of the Rings. It is. Lot. It is. Yes. These are Aragorn's ancestors. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, Aragorn's cool. sword that you know is reforged in the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. named Enduril, is forged from the sword from the shards of Narsil, which is Elendil's sword. Ah, so we're getting some. And it Aragorn might very history. well have been the yeah. sword that the Let's queen to gave it. to Elendil. Okay. So, okay, this is where I'm now pretty sure. This show was not made for people who haven't read Lord of the Rings. Fair. Because I have no relationship to these characters. I was like so uninterested (laughs) in this entire Numenor situation (laughs) front to back i had zero interest in any of it wow yeah well as it's numenor to me is it's tolkien's version of atlantis you know and it's like this this amazing you know society that is eventually brought low and Mm. it's uh and i i loved the sort of like you know ancient rome on steroids vibe of the whole place i thought it looked amazing i was mm-hmm. really really just blown away because i wanted it to like almost overwhelm me and it, and it did and i really dug that um yeah and Aragorn yeah, is oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say they're they're trying to set up a whole like game of thrones like you're supposed to understand that there are supposedly everyone on Numenor is like anti-elf now and that there's been this rift and there are people who are uh in allegiance to the the 
old king, the the queen's father, right? No, I got all of that. I got all of it. Like I understood what was happening. I just didn't care. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. No, I get it. it, It is a rapid kind of thing. And I think, you know, they're trying to, even in just this episode, they were trying to set up that those sides being at war with each other and then also give you a glimpse into like probably she's like a double agent kind of like she's really a faithful like ellen deal is still a friend to the elves right um that she probably is as well there's a lot going on is all i'm saying for a third of an episode or whatever uh, in this place, I, I I for the most part had no idea of any of these connections there. It just didn't ring. I didn't pick up on any of the connections to Aragorn. I did. <laughs> I found myself very much um, drawn into this episode and the new characters uh, simply because I, I, I mean, I feel like we're still in the groundwork area. I know we're three episodes yeah. in, but this is still all groundwork. Like with the, the Expanse, it took a long time for that yeah. groundwork, and I'm still, I'm still with it and enjoying how every episode they are inching outward just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and i think i'm i'm not going to make a bold judgment about it until it all starts connecting you know if if that if the expansion of where what we're seeing with each episode doesn't pay off then i'll be like but you know what i mean obviously we're in that point right now yeah you know we're we're doing this we're talking about it yeah so i'm gonna watch all of the episodes in the season because you know yeah we we've made this solemn vow (laughs) well and you're not but you're not yeah no no i mean i was excited but i'm not into this episode yeah i get it i get it i'm excited because you know i know who elendil is and aragorn's you know one of my two or three favorite characters from literature, you know? So it's like, you know, yeah. was, ooh, 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 also, this shit. also <laughs> he's pretty good looking. Like he's pretty easy on the eyes too. Yeah. I he's got that. I mean, there's a lot of really beautiful he's, people. He's, yeah. he's handsome and he's got that single dad energy thing. Going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That. There's yeah. like no one here that's doing it for me. <laughs> Mm. I except Aaron dear to... but I mean like there's certainly no one in Numenor that's doing it for me it's okay Lisa Sau- you, Sau- you, Sauron hasn't shown up yet when Sauron shows up we're gonna or maybe he cheekbones. has it's gonna be fine. I as long as he's Calvary got very clearly defined one. cheekbones I'll show up for that I, 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 I one bringing the seductive energy to cheekbones the show. of Mordor will show up cheekbones yeah I'm like there is no again like with the whole like zero <laughs> sex zero like i'm just there there was a moment all right this was one of my hot takes but really there was a moment it. where uh uh what's his name the one who ends up in the prison cell i said it a couple minutes Halbrand. ago Halbrand pulls out her pulls out her sword and hands it to her thrusts it at her and she gets a twinkle in her eye for a I moment. And there was some sex going on there they, between I the two. I'm glad that y'all are I'm glad that y'all are feeling it. Any, I, I did am, not detect sex there. Yeah, they're I, like I, I trying to I and I get I do get the sense they're trying to make Hellbrand and Galadriel happen, but it's not happening for me. That, I'm that not feeling happen. it. We cannot do a new show. That is not Lisa's flavor during Virgo season. <laughs> Put that in the calendar. All right. Because All right. 
criticism I, is on overdrive I, and she's like this is boring as hell all right you know what i think this is uh well, we're gonna go to break right now we're gonna leave with that because I, I honestly genuinely i love everybody's opinions i like that i like that we're all over the place right now because it could Bye. very well we could all bounce the other direction the next episode who knows have, by no the end of this whole thing maybe i'll be like this is the greatest show of sure. all time because last episode I'm open everybody to it. Last episode, everybody was like, hoorah, that was great. And this, you know, this episode, we're kind of back around. Uh, oh it, it's great. This is fun. Uh, so we're going to go to break real quick and we'll be back for some more fun times. <laughs> if you're enjoying this conversation, you're in luck because we're currently talking about Netflix's The Sandman. And this fall, we'll be getting our long awaited deep dive into David Lynch and Mark Frost's Twin Peaks with our throwback podcast series that gum you like and you should always keep your eyes out for more pop-ups so for all those updates and all things popsicle follow us at popsicle pod on all social medias and join our mailing list on our website popsiclepod.com for all the latest news and announcements that's p-o that's popsicle pod p-o-p-s-k-l-p-o-d Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, so this episode, I want to talk about the sort of the flavor of this episode, because outside of Numenir, there's a very distinct difference in the way that the episode is shot and the feel of it. There's a lot of handheld camera. Um, we feel like it almost feels a little grungier and dirtier almost to some degree. It's not all just pretty shots. You know what I mean? No. There's some we, like I don't want to talk about this because I think when we see a, a change in style, we see a change like it, it's denoting something else is happening. We're seeing its style for a reason, right? And mm -hmm. obviously, this is a different direction than the first two episodes. Um, but did anybody else here notice that as they were watching? Did it? Uh, uh, did you? Did it bring out any specific feelings? Do you think there's a reason why we are kind of shifting some of the visual style a little bit? I like that you've pointed this out. I didn't like consciously notice it, but yeah. you pointing it out, I'm like, oh yeah. Um, and definitely, I think like, and I think it it even kind of speaks to my to my dislike of the Numenor piece yeah. of the episode. Um, that it was just so staid, you know. Mm -hmm. It was just so like. Mm, like maps and politics you know <laughs> sure. whereas like you know being like down in the um in the trenches with Erendir or being down like in the weeds with um Nori and the stranger it's like um those are the pieces of the story that pull me in more because they feel more immediate and they feel more like um they feel more just like tangible and real mm -hmm. and so that's that's just an interesting point i like that okay mm -hmm. oh. so you went you went mm -hmm. oh i you was agreeing with yeah with i was that. just uh, it was a departure <laughs> for me i because i um <clears throat> i mean i don't really know 
to what degree this show is doing any real battle with House of the Dragon. Probably not. They probably didn't even know that that was going to be something that was programmed at the same exact fucking time. But the Numenere stuff was, it was giving me so many King's Landing vibes from Game of Thrones. Um, and so often where that show lost me was with um, all of the political shit. Where I'm like, okay, I get the politics and I get that it's important for where we're at, especially for folks who are not diehard Lord of the Rings fans. We need to have some understanding of why this stuff matters. I totally get that. Um, but I think that, um, you know, I think that the beauty of the shots and the, like I mentioned, the dress. Oh my gosh, that was so, like, I wanted to eat it. It was so beautiful. <laughs> um, but it's also like, when there's so much style to the sets and the costumes and the dresses and the, the cinematography and all of this, it's like, okay, so what is this in place of? And there was like, Lisa's point is so great is that it loses the visceral nature that the other two stories have going for it because it isn't as immediate. And it isn't, it wasn't for me relationship driven um because these people are just figuring out who each other is and oh blah 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 and i'm from the sea or whatever they are sailors right <laughs> okay i'm not losing the thread i have a <laughs> no i love that description i'm from the from sea the or sea whoever sea they are the sea is right <laughs> Yes, um, which sounded like such a Game of Thrones like mantra, like winter's very, coming. It felt very. This is the first time the show has felt Game of Thronesy to me. Yeah, I felt mm -hmm. them reaching with that, but... and so I was like, "We're really trying to shoehorn a lot of history and shit into this." And I get it; like, there are transitional episodes, and I think that for that storyline, this was a transitional episode, which is probably why they were like, let's really go all out with making this just look. And it, it, it sucked me in. I didn't have the situation where I was like, I'm really bored by this. Even though I guess looking back, I could say that because I was like, is this guy Sauron? <laughs> <laughs> Please let him be Sauron. I mean, if it's, if it's comforting at all, I don't think our exit from Numenor is going to be nearly as gorgeous as. Oh no, I, uh, oh, I yeah. It's going to get <laughs> I do believe. Yeah, not at all. So. I will say an interesting theme is arising for me, and maybe this is why I'm now. I'm like, okay, I'm on the hunt, and I'm going to make this fun for myself. Not that it's not fun. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but I am noticing a theme where it's like there is a theme of like the stranger across this show. Because every episode has ended on a hidden person. All three of these episodes, or four of these, however, I don't even know. How, how long have we been watching <laughs> the show? 500 years? I, I know, right? <laughs> it's been a week every and a half. Episode ends it's been a week and a half. A new person coming to the fold, but we don't know who it is. We can't see them. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah. And so Mystery. I'm like, okay. What's this whole stranger thing about? I think it's about how Brand is Sauron. 
I'm gonna just go all in on this. <laughs> anyway, somebody else start talking because I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> well, I think that lends itself very much to just the overall nature of evil in Middle Earth is that you you see that in the Lord of the Rings movies where you're nobody sees it coming you know full force Mm -hmm. it doesn't present itself with this like hi I'm you know I'm evil Sauron and here I come with whatever Mm -hmm. at the beginnings of the story of the story it's just little little things that are suddenly like out of the ordinary Mm -hmm. and so we're kind of being hit with that over and over again we've got you know men falling from the sky and meteors and tunnels that seem to be much more like elaborate than they need to be (laughs) for like a bunch of orcs who need just need some sunscreen or something (laughs) to just you know travel by night or whatever yeah um but i think it all lends it to that sense of just like, oh, okay, there, there's stuff's stuff is happening and it's affecting mm-hmm. the world in ways that, you know, are starting to become noticeable. Mm. And maybe that kind of goes back to what you were talking about, Phil, where it's like the cages mm-hmm. and how so almost every single one of the the sort of cohorts of people that we've met so far the cage is like oh you're other you're different Mm -hmm. and we're not going to be open to that we're going to be like no like galadriel is kind of this way with literally everybody everyone yeah um but obviously the harfoots are this way with like their own selves even if they fall behind and they can't keep up you know Mm -hmm. and then obviously like the way that the the men treated the elves who were there legit protecting them, by the way. Yeah. It, it, it makes it a lot easier, a lot harder to fend off evil when it comes, if you're caged yourself off from literally everybody else. But uh, Justin, I know you had something you were, uh, had a thought. Oh, well, I mean, we've sort of moved past it. Oh, bring past us back it now, to it. But, That's fine. Let's go um, back. Just in the way that the different storylines were shot. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, so, you know, Aaron Deer's segment is almost claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. It's almost, you know, like it's everything is sort of narrow. It's, it's in this, it's set in this tunnel. Yeah. You know, and like he interacts with people close up. Yeah. Um, and even the combat, you know, like with the warg and stuff is all pretty mm-hmm. close up. Yeah. You know, um, then with the Harfoots, it's sort of back and forth in terms of, you know, because they begin, they start off in one spot and it's a little more you know intimate and condensed but then you start getting these wider shots once they begin to travel you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's and and maybe that represents a growing distance between nori and her immediate circle and everyone else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you get to numenor and galadriel and galadriel like and this is the reason why all the incels hate on her so much to a degree is because Galadriel's not trying to make friends with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Galadriel's like, she she is not, she has no close relationships. Aaron <laughs> Deer is caught in a tunnel with his partners, you know? Um, and Nori and Poppy are with their families, you know? Mm-hmm. But freaking Galadriel is completely cut off from everyone she knows. You know, she's by herself. And then you get Numenor, with these wide, expansive shots, 
You know what I mean? Like, which, and all that open space is kind of isolating, you know, mm-hmm. like you want to show how alone somebody is. You show, a, you put them in a big shot and show a, a huge yeah. area, Yeah, you know, and they did gorgeous shots. Like I was really struck by the shots, not just of Galadriel riding on the beach, but the boats coming up on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they introduced Isildur's sister, uh, whose name I can't remember, Ear she, or something. She's an original character. Yeah, she's a new character. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, so I really did feel like the way the different storylines were shot were saying something about the people, you yeah. know? Yeah. Aaron Deer is with the people he's willing to live and, you know, fight and die with, you know? Nori's with the people who are willing to leave her the fuck behind, even though they're her neighbors. <laughs> and Galadriel's essentially alone. Well, and those shots, those big, wide, open vista shots of Numenor are also somewhat deceptive too, because what you're re- what you're seeing is an island nation that has basically exiled itself and doesn't, you know, like they're, you know, mention the that it's been a long time since they've gone to Middle Earth or or they they've you you feel a sense of of uh, tunnel vision in Numenor right like they're just thinking about themselves and not the wider world mm-hmm. at all like Moana and there is <laughs> yeah yeah and there is sort of a sense of the coastlines of Numenor being barren being empty mm-hmm. and then there's like this interior there's this magnificent city built around this lagoon and it's kind of like a potato that's kind of rotting on the inside even though it looks great on the outside I love you it know? love it I love like that. a potato. I'm a hobbit and I like potatoes. I like potatoes. <laughs> Rotting on the inside, but it looks normal on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> that might be the best. And take that analogy right to the fucking bank. Yeah. The island of Numenor is literally shaped amazing. like a star with like five points on it. So yes, it <laughs> the potato analogies, the, the potato star, that's what I'm That's go amazing. With. Um, that's this... what it means, right? In Numenor? Whatever. Means tater time. Numenor means the star. <laughs> means tater time. <laughs> it's elvish for tater time. <laughs> it's elvish for uh, stars. It's... From Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, I think that's a good way to move into our hot takes. Because that, that in itself would have been a good hot take. True. Uh, yeah, potato. Yeah, yeah. Potato. I actually like that a lot. Um, so I, I have a few, just a couple hot takes. Uh the chains, the fighting with the chains was oh, amazing. Was it was so that amazing. Scene, that uh, fight scene and Hallbrand's fight scene, I you know, were very different fight scenes. Yeah. And but I love both of them. I thought oof, when yeah. he when he jumps through the air and he he cuts down the the, the tent pole kind of and drops it on the orcs, oh. like all that stuff, just like fantastic. Here's um, the thing for me, just just to comment on that. Yeah. Because in every one of the Peter Jackson movies, literally all six of them, there's and there's a Legolas moment, a special Legolas mm-hmm. badass moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it gets by the time you get to Return of the King, it's already over the top. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And oh, yeah. you know, then you get to the Hobbit movies, and it's just stupid. And <laughs> this felt like those Legolas scenes mm-hmm. from Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers. Yeah. The ones that were badass and amazing, but didn't seem like you know this guy can't be beat. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. I right. loved, I loved, I loved that action oh, sequence. It was, it was badass. It was so great. Um, and um, that, mm. Kelly Sue and Lisa will appreciate since we've been talking about Game of Thrones so much that another name for Numenor is Westerness. 
Western Come on. ice. That's right. <laughs> joking. Where do you think George R. R. Martin got all of that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I see uh, that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I see that, like, Lord of the Rings, like, all of the high fantasy stuff that is, like, happening now all comes from Lord of the Rings. I see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's Art. just that he was, you know, Tolkien was also a super Catholic prude. And, you know, so there's not enough. There, you're, I mean, Lisa <laughs> is absolutely 100% right. There's not enough sexiness on this show. Yeah. I'm going to buy that because... <laughs> If look, the only chick who's got my engine revving is Poppy, and so we're you know, and <laughs> oh, Poppy is different. cute as a button, but you yeah. know, uh, what's her name? The Aaron Dare some smoke. Aaron Dare's love interest. She's Bronwyn. 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 Bronwyn's she's, okay. She's Bronwyn's hot. Okay. I like her a lot. She's a woman. I need to see a little bit. I need to see a little bit more <laughs> before I'm you know. A little bit more. She chops an orc's head off and lands it. What? She lands that, that, it. That's, she's amazing. That's, that's, she's that, gorgeous. That's the, she's beautiful. Yes, beautiful yeah. and sexy are not the same thing. Oh, I think she's sexy. That is Phillip, very true. You're beautiful. Thank I'm you. sexy. Yeah. Wow, um, that was incredible. That was pretty funny. Uh, the um, another hot take. Moving away from this. Right now, <laughs> the uh, the I have to say, the first lady that attacked the warg, and I love the warg, but the oh. first lady who's just like, Here we go, I'm gonna do this, and she can't even get the spear around in time. She was so revved, and she gets smacked down. And I have to say, I laughed really hard in that moment because she was so into it, and she was like, Stopped at the hoop. Um, it was hilarious. Here, I love that the, the, the warg that... was basically like a giant chihuahua, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It, rem- yeah. it reminded me of something very specific, and I haven't been able to pull it from my memory banks. Um, but yeah, I just like seeing women, wor- women warriors, female warriors, get treated like male warriors. Yeah, yeah. I like to see them, like the fact that she leapt into combat and got Ooh. housed. You know what I'm housed. saying? Like that's something. It, it, that is a very. It's a progressive way to think. To be like, look, yeah. you know, great warriors can be anybody, and great warriors can be housed. Like, I, I really appreciated that. I was like, good for them. Good yeah. for them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't laughing because it was a bad thing. I was laughing just because. No, you were laughing. Because... I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Too many guts. He just yeah. got housed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, other hot takes, please. I have a hot take, which is when I think back to Arendir crawling in those tunnels. Yeah. I was like, show me the fucking orc who fits in that fucking tunnel. These guys are out here huge with all this armor and giant and all of this. And I'm like, you didn't fit in there. <laughs> Maybe orcs are double jointed. I mean, we don't oh, know. Gross. Yeah, that's not something I need in my, in my, in Yeah, the orcs do seem a little tonight. insectile to me. So I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of down with that actually. Yeah. Oof. Oof. No. The head uh, orc guy did remind me of when the bad guy in the mask puts the mask on. Mm. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Damien? Damien from the mask? Sounds I think okay. that's his Could be name. Right. Yeah, yeah. Bad guy from the mask. I would connect these two things. But his smile and his shittiness. And mm. also that's another one of my hot takes. I'm like, are y'all actually drinking this water right now? Oh. <laughs> no. Was... I don't care how thirsty you are. 
Mm-mm. If you're being all like, yeah, they're giving me this. You deserve. Yeah. The, the one, the one character Justin wanted <laughs> to see come back and have a little more to do was kilt. Uh, kilt. Straight up <laughs> Any other hot takes? I have a hot water take because I don't think we've said it yeah, in JP. the podcast. Yeah. Freaking big ups to Claire for freaking calling out the sigil and identifying what it was. In the last oh. episode, Claire oh. straight up said, yeah. does anyone else think it looks like a map of Mordor? And yeah. I'm fairly certain I audibly scoffed. So... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I want to double. You want to double down to go, on that. I'm going to go back you know to the audio. Like we, yeah, we. The we, terrible we part is that when she was like, "It's a map of Mordor," that's when I audibly scoffed. Yeah, I, I kind of like. I kind of was kind of like, oh, "Okay, oh, okay, nerd." That's what okay. I thought. That's what I was doing. All right, whatever, nerd. Uh, yeah. And then I no. was like, "Is she, she really was spot not?" On. Yeah. And she deserves look, you know, and I'm, you know, I'll say it again for, I'll say it for the world. I'm a little jealous that I didn't catch that. I'm yeah. a little jealous. No, this is why she's you know? got head nerd right now. <laughs> yeah, she's got she's queen. It's, she's queen. It's going to, it's going to take a little bit to kind of overthrow that, I think. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. buckle up, you, When you wander into the woods of Lorien to is, see the oh, dread God. sorceress queen. That's get, who you find. Like it is a dangerous thing to be the star baker. Y'all get ready yeah. for a lot of nerdiness going on these next few episodes as we try you to. You just call yourself on. Star Baker, Claire. <laughs> yeah, it's like being the star baker on on the Great British Baking Show. Oh no, I, mean, it's I know. Great. No, we but... know what a star baker. Is. I would like, I would like very much to point out <laughs> that you are really undermining your cool right now. And You're they're all, all coming for me making... now. <laughs> Do we have well, any? You know what happens? <laughs> Do we have any other hot takes before we move on? Anyone? No? No? All right. Uh, then we're going to have to say that episode was, Lisa, I'm starting with you. Boring. <laughs> that episode was Justin. Gorgeous. That episode was Kelly Sue. Womp womp. <laughs> that episode was Claire. Um, wargy. Uh, <laughs> it's a word now. <laughs> and I'll Magic. say, I don't know. I'll say that episode was, um, uh, uh, God, I don't like if uh, only you had time to yeah, prepare for this. I know, moment. right? I, I was gonna pull <laughs> something out of the top of my head and I, I don't know if I have anything. Uh, that that episode reaching was, up to the top of your head and yeah, finding a bear. <laughs> I, it's, it's a it's a struggle, y'all. It really is. Um, oh no, that that episode was uh, grungy. Grungy. It had dirt. It was dirty. Ooh. I felt the dirt. I wanted you to say that episode was a potato. So bad. Um, oh yes, that would have been great. That been great. Opportunity missed. Opportunity missed. Well, why didn't you say? Really, it was my own opportunity. Yeah, missed. yeah. I, I feel like you could have potato. You could have blasted off with that. Um, we have a recommendation before we head out. Uh, and the person recommending this this evening has been crowned head geek, head nerd. So it's better. It's got a lot to live up to. Uh, so, Claire, what is that recommendation? <laughs> well, given that I can really take credit for figuring out the whole map of Mordor thing based on the picture of uh, or the map of Middle Earth that hangs next to my bed. <laughs> over my my nightstand and i look at it every night 
Um, it is a the map that comes with the newly-ish released, I, I think it was this year, um, edition of The Lord of the Rings um, that is illustrated and has all of J.R.R. Tolkien's original illustrations in it. So that hmm. map is the map that Tolkien drew awesome. originally in the book. And it's, you know, it's it's The Lord of the Rings, but it it has these just charming, charming illustrations in it. And I won't say how many different versions of the Lord of the Rings um, books I have. I think but you need to. <laughs> I, I, I think you have it. to say that now. I think you have to say that. No, I'm not going to do that. Let's oh. just move on. Um, I, it's nice to have a new edition to hold open on my lap while I'm watching the Lord of the Rings movies so that I can pause the movies and pose questions or tell little interesting trivia facts to my husband and my son. They love I'm it. I'm sure they love that. I'm sure they love it. the dorkiest shit I've ever heard, and that's really saying something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I... Uh... <laughs> That's... All we have to do is look up how many editions there are of Lord of the Rings, and then we'll know how yes. many she has. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because the answer will be all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Uh, thank you. Anyway. Thank you, Claire, for that we'll recommendation. That. Uh, you lived up to that, I think, nerdiness. Wait, Claire. <laughs> yes, I think you just, did. I'm just recommending Tolkien. I mean, that. I don't know that that's terribly imaginative listen <laughs> if there's if it's anybody who like is watching this show and hasn't read any yeah if they're liking it, it they'll probably want to read it yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. uh yeah this wealth of history that the mm -hmm. man was obsessed with this world uh, and creating it um to a degree that few authors are with their work that's, that says no, something. no other authors <laughs> yeah but if you read those books just there's a lot fewer chicks and a lot fewer people of color. Just bear in mind. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, very yeah. true. Um, very. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, this turned out, honestly, I didn't know how much we'd have to talk about with this episode. Uh, and we, we <laughs> that was a great conversation. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll have a Sandman drop sometime this week as well and come back next week as we discuss episode four and some more Sandman and some more of each as we go along. Um, have a great night and uh, we'll be back. This has been a Popsicle Podcast production.